how much you don't want it, and how much you shouldn't be getting it, and how much you don't deserve it, and how much others seem to be doing it to you deliberately. That's not helpful. Because it causes you to hold yourself in a holding pattern of what is, and it doesn't allow you to move forward into the improvement. Does that make sense to you? You live in the vibrational universe, and you are a vibrational being, and you are radiating vibrations continually, and you can't fake what you're offering. In other words, how you feel is how you feel, and how you feel is what you get. And it doesn't matter what you say with your words by trying to cover up how you feel. How you feel is a true indicator of what you are offering vibrationally, and that's what's coming back to you, and that's such a good thing, because when you when you get that, that what you're getting is what you're offering vibrationally, and then you also realize that you can change what you're offering vibrationally, not instantaneously, but you can find a way of doing that. And we've been playing with you for a long time, giving you some ideas of how you might improve your vibration, how you might move up the vibrational scale, how you might get into the vortex, or how you might find vibrational alignment with the things that you want, how you could come into alignment with the whole of who you are, how you could come into fuller expectation of who you are and stand in a place of readiness as you joyfully witness your ideas coming into full fruition. That's fruition. That's really what you are all about. You are creators. You've come to create. And as we talk about all the things that you could do to improve your vibration here and now. There are harder ways to go about it and easier ways to go about it, and a lot has to do with where you're standing. The important thing to understand is that wherever you are is fine. Wherever you are is where you are, so it has to be fine. And wherever you are is fine, because it has to be fine. But even if it didn't have to be fine, it doesn't have to be fine. Even if where you are didn't have to be fine, it's still fine. And where you are is where you are. And we want where you are to be all right with you because it's all right with us. And because it's all right with who you really are, it's all right with your inner being. But if where you are is not all right with you, then the all rightness that you keep proclaiming is what's holding you back from what you really want. Your acknowledgement of where you are and your judgment about the imperfection or inappropriateness of it, in other words, when you get down on you, that's as bad as it gets for you because when you get down on you, you don't let any of the things that you've been asking for in. But you know what you do do when you get down on you? When you get down on you and therefore you don't let the things that you really want in, you want them more. And when you want them more, now you put even more attention. You want them more, but you still don't let them in? Not a good idea. Because when you want them more and you don't let them in, the tension becomes greater, yes? So if you want them more and you still don't let them in, maybe you should want them less. Do you think that's a good idea? No. Because you can't want them less. Life has parlayed you into a vibrational creation. Once you've created a new and improved version of you, you can't say never mind. 
You can't say, I don't really want that because I can't find my racial equivalency with it. I don't really want that anymore because my habit is to oppose it in fall. And, and my designer now feels bad to me, so never mind, I'm taking all that. No. No, your inner being believes you and went where you said you wanted to go and is there holding the vibration waiting for you to catch up. You got no choice but to catch up. Because your expansion is what you set into motion. And you've got to get up to speed with your own expansion or you don't feel so good. You get that, don't you? Do you get that? Yes. Do you want to get that more? Yes. Do you want to really understand that? Do you want to, you want to get yourself in alignment with who you are? Yes. All right, then we're going to tell you a really short story about who you really are. And then off you're going to go into who you are becoming. So, here you are in these magnificent bodies, but you are so much more than you usually realize because you are an extension of source energy, and the source energy part of that sentence matters so much because the source energy part of you is a big reason for the way you feel. And by that I mean, you are such big energy, and you have come with such big reason and purpose that when you are up to speed in a moment with all of that, you feel it. But when you're not up to speed, you don't feel good. And as we just said to you in another way, and we're going to say it to you in this way and in many ways throughout this day, you can't take back the bigness that you've become. And that's what so many of you are sleeping on. Because your life has caused you to become so much more. This is an indication of this vibrational reality, this vibrational coming together of circumstances and events which you want to call future because you can't see them yet, which we call present because they exist and are real and are affecting the way you feel every day. So you've become more prosperous and you've become more sure of yourself and you become more of all the things that you're asking for. You are evolving vibrationally. That's, that's the precursor to everything that manifests in a way that you can't see in your intel and taste and touch. But because it's vibrational, and you can't see it or hear it or smell it or taste it or touch it, sometimes you want to call it not there, but it is there. And that is the thing that if you can get over, your joy will be immediate and the then manifesting in the way you want to see it in your smell and taste and touch it will begin to happen at such speed and consistency that you will begin to know yourself as what others may call magic because you will know it's normal. You will be the deliberate creator of your own experience. But you first got to accept that you are a vibrational being and that this vibrational view has already happened and that the circumstances and events are already queued up. And you want to make your primary work to get yourself as often as you can into a receiving mode so that you can receive the vibration, so that you can feel the impulse to move at the right time, so that you can feel the impulse to be in the right place at the right time, so that you can feel the impulse to know what you really know, so that you can feel the impulse in the conversation, or even when you're just mulling things over in your own mind. In other words, you want to get in sync with who you are, but you've got to stop being so in sync with what is already manifested. Because what is already manifested and who you really are are not the same thing. Can you follow that? You are more than what has manifested 
and you want to be that more in every, every way so that you and others can see it in your military. But as long as your primary emphasis is on analyzing and acknowledging what has materialized, your awareness of what has materialized keeps what's over here ready to materialize and materialize. Does that make sense? My bank account doesn't have enough money in it. But your vibrational currency is enormous. But as you look at your bank account and feel uncomfortable with what it is, that discomfort is your indicator that you're not letting your vibrational currency in. So you can't get the impulse. You can't feel that in the way that your inner being does when you are focusing upon what you think is instead of what we know is. It's such a thin veil or line or whatever you want to call it, distinction between what is available to you and what you are letting become in your bank account or what is accepted It's just the difference between you adjusting your mood or attitude or expectation just a little bit. So you've been hearing for a long time, maybe your whole life, about the value of being positive rather than negative, the value of having positive expectations, the value of looking in the direction of what you want, that it feels so much better to feel good than it does to not feel good. And yet, you train yourself all day, every day, as sort of realist. You train yourself as realist. You say, I should face reality. And if you ever are facing reality, if you should ever hear us and look to your vibrational reality, we call it your vortex, so important that you accept its reality that we named it, wrote two books about it, we want you to accept this as real. But as you maybe try to do that, and others around you who don't understand that they are vibrational creators or that you are either, who don't understand about the vibrational realm, who don't get it that all things come from thought, and thought is about vibration, and with enough momentum and alignment of thought, then those thoughts turn to things, but that's how creation happens. So those that don't yet know that, watch you in your dreaming, or in your imagining, or in your being positive for no good reason, and they say, you need to get real, you need to be a realist. You need to face reality. And we say, you didn't come to face reality, you didn't come to regurgitate reality, you came to create your own reality. But as humans, you say, well, I'll believe it when I see it. And we say, that slows you way, way down. Because if you can believe what you see that others have created, but then you just feel competitive or you feel inferior. You say, well, they've created that, but I am not, therefore they must be superior in some way. Or you get resentful of what seems to be their magical path, their inheritance, or their good luck, or their good fortune, or their being born under the bright star, or whatever silly thing you make up to explain why they're getting what they want and you're not getting what you want. But there's only one reason. If you're looking at what is, you're not able to look past what is. And please, do not misunderstand us. We think that what is 
this wonderful thing. We think you're all standing in this wonderful, wonderful place, but we want to call it the bouncing off place. We want to call it the platform from which you allow more and more and more and more and more. And because we know the true nature of who you are, we know that you will not be happy unless you're allowing the more and the more and the more. When your mother, who really thought that she was the vortex through which all your well-being would flow, was pinching it all for herself and for you, and she saw you asking for more than she thought she could provide, she called you greedy. She said, you never get enough, do you? And you knew that the right answer that she wanted was, sorry. But that's not the answer that we want to hear from you. If someone calls you greedy, you want to say, yeah. <laughs> not greedy in the sense that I want more than I deserve. Not even greedy, because greedy sort of is a stinky word. I am expectant of a continual stream of well-being and all manner of abundance to flow into my experience because that's who I am and that's why I came. And I was born, this is you talking, I was born into an environment of extraordinary balance and contrast, contrast and balance. And out of it, I can choose for me what I prefer. And when I do, no matter how big or small or subtle or bold, my launching of that rocket of desire is, my inner being then rides that rocket and becomes the vibrational equivalent of it and never looks back at what was before it became. My inner being keeps up with the expansion that I discover here in my environment and that is the reason that I feel negative emotion or positive emotion. Because when I keep up with the expansion, I launch the rocket and my inner being said yes, and my inner being knows the fullness of it, and law attraction goes right to work on gathering the cooperative components. And so what I've asked for is in a state of real becoming. This is the evolution of all species, and you don't have a long enough memory to know how much has been accomplished here in physical form, but we want you to know that all of the hopes and dreams and wishes of all humanity and beyond are focused here. This is big time creation. This is the leading edge of thought. All eyes are upon you, not in the sense of judgment, but in the sense of helpful flowing. And you get to be or do or have whatever it is that you choose. But you've got to do more than choose it from a place of not having it and then complain that it still hasn't come. You've got to give that up. Once you choose it, you've got to start to believe it. You've got to know it. You say, well, I'll believe it when I see it. And they say, you've got to believe it before you see it. You've got to see it. And in time, you will believe it. You've got to see it. And in time, everyone will believe it because it has manifested in a way that those who don't have this works can then see it. Those who need to see it here, smell, taste, and touch, proof will then say, oh yeah, you did good on that. But you've got to know how good you're doing even before it manifests. And most important, you've got to enjoy the becoming of it. You say these words in other ways, you don't usually mean mean these words. Enjoy the journey. <laughs> what you really mean is, give me the manifestation of my journey. <laughs> Enough of this damn journey. Enough of the journey for a really long time. And I guess I don't want any more of the journey. I want it to be there. And we say, then you got to feel good. Which means, you got to get out ahead of it. you got to get out ahead of where you are. 
You gotta get out ahead of it vibrationally. You gotta get out ahead of it emotionally. You gotta be happy in the becoming of it, not because of the becoming of it. You gotta be you gotta have your happy juices flowing, which allow your connectivity, your receptivity, so that your impulses then lead you to the unfolding of it. Yeah? <laughs> we are eager to visit with you about anything that matters to you. There is not anything that is off limits in this discussion. What do you want to talk about? Standing on your chair is going to help. We can feel you. You light up. We can see the clarity of your desire, which is important to the discussion, because being clear is good for this discussion. And being in a vibrational proximity to what you want is a big help, too, because that means we won't be struggling here. It means that you'll be ready to receive the insights that we're able to offer to you. You sort of get what we mean? If you want something and you're really in a lot of pain about it, then we can offer a lot of helpful processes, but you can't hear them. So take it easy and trust. Stop that. <laughs> take, take it easy. The reason we say that, someone's pointing at someone else. Take this one, take this one, take this one. As if you don't believe in this one's ability to do her own attraction. You are loving friend. You want so much to help those around you. And what you what we want to know is that it's attraction, 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 attraction. Don't look to others to help you out because they can't vibrate for you. And don't look to helping others out in that way. Just believe in them. Believe in them. That's the most important thing that you can do for anybody. Is just believe in them. We know you're being playful about it. And it did get our attention, but we're not ever going to call on them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can feel you out there, but there you are. Right here. For the back, stand up. Yes. Yeah, come on.
times I went to see some mediums, and they always told me that oh, your mom is right next to you, and she's over here. Yeah. And for many years, I haven't had the chance to ask that. So is she still around? It's, so, it's such a wonderful thing to come to know that. Words don't teach, and so we can say, as you've heard before, but yes, of course, always, always, always. But these are just words. You have to come to this place of really knowing it, of really, really knowing it, before, before you know it. That's quite a twist of words. You've got to know it, and then you'll know it. Next. <laughs> you have to have experiences that help you know it. And for most of you, that means things have to sort of sneak up on you a little bit. Things just have to sneak up on In other words, when you are not blocking it, with your, I lost my mother, flawed premise, then, since she's not lost, since she's aware all the time, and offering thoughts and so forth, then at a moment of not blocking it, you get a little glimpse of it. But then, what most people do when they get that glimpse, they start feeling the absence of them, because your relationship is different than the way it was, but it's even better if you will let it be. Your mother is intertwined with all the resources of source energy and completely aware of you and a part of your inner being and knowing where you stand in relationship to everything that you want. And not only to create your reality for you, she's not pointing at you. Your mother didn't point at you. They didn't pick you because your mother said, pick him. We're, we're, we're going to leave you alone after <laughs> You may have been inspired to that because it's so helpful to this conversation. It is your attraction, you see. So, do you have time for a quick story? This is yes. a Jerry story. Esther's Jerry made this transition, so you might like this because she has all kinds of these experiences, but, but that the first experience that she had was when she was doing her first editing of the monthly or the weekly or the twice weekly or the twice monthly tape program. And they always worked together to do that. And she was feeling sorry for herself because she was on her own about it. And she was feeling insecure about it too at first. And so she sat down with everything around her like they always did. And she had her headphones on and she began listening to the material reaching for the pieces that she thought would be most significant, and, and then working to make it fit in the time allotted uh, space on the cassette in those days, or the CD. And as she was, once she sort of warmed into it and relaxed into it and began hearing it and got into vibrational alignment with who she really is, she began feeling certainty about what to do. She began flipping to different sequences. It didn't even make any sense to her. She could skip whole portions and move over there. And she discovered that she had the ability to do what he had all, always done. And she said, you know, when you were hanging around the house with me, or the bus with me, or the hotel room with me, or wherever we were always together, you were over there and I was over here, and you were doing what you do, and I was doing what I do. And we got together a lot, and we had a lot of fun together, but we were doing what we were doing, and now we're doing all of it together. In other words, everything, the, when someone is focused within you, the intertwining thought, 
is most intimate, delicious, knowing and understanding. In other words, no separation at all. When you are blended at the fault level, that's a relationship, you see. That's a that's a relationship. That's a that's a relationship unlike you ever experienced. That's bigger and more whole and more wonderful. You see what we're getting at? So here's here's the story we want to tell you. You'll like this. So many years ago, Jerry and Esther found what they thought was an art piece in a in a gallery somewhere. And it was a a, 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 it was a Kwan Yin Buddha, and it was tall, it was white porcelain, it was beautiful. And they did not choose it because of its religious connotations. They chose it because it, it was spatially perfect for where they wanted to put it. <laughs> so they thought. So they brought it home, they carried it from place to place, they had it for a long time. And one day, you may have heard this story, we tell it from time to time, Esther was dusting the etagere that was on, put her dust cloth on the top shelf, and it was just sort of the last straw, and the shelf fell off of its little peg and crashed down and crashed down and crashed down, and everything on the edge was broken. And that was one of the things that broke. Jerry heard the crash from the other room and called, don't move, because he knew Esther was in bare feet, and she went, and everything was broken around her. The shelf sticking right on the floor had fallen with such velocity, really heavy shelves. And, for years, they looked for a replacement. Every time they'd go to San Francisco, they'd go to Chinatown, they'd look for it, and Jerry would say, no, too short, too, uh, not, not right, not the right face, not the right hand, not, no, that's not the one, that's not the one, that's not the one. They looked and 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 looked. That was since 1994. Never did find it. And so, the other day, Esther's looking for a piece of art for her new house. And she wants one of those painted Asian screens, the panels, and hopefully an antique one. And a friend said, and, and that's, San Antonio's not the best place to look for such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so a friend said, you might try this place. And so Esther went to this place, and, and there was nothing like that there. But she met a very nice man who owned the place, and he said, wait, I might have something that you might be interested in, but we would have to frame it. We would have to plan it and frame it, but I think you might like it. And so he said, follow me. And so she followed him into his office, and he got on a ladder, and way, way up on the shelf, he's pulling these rolls of things down. And Esther turns around, and there is this one in. There it is, B1, B1. And so she says to him, yeah, 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 I want all that, but I really want that. And he said, I'm sorry, that's not for sale. And Esther said, oh, I understand, but I really want that. Yeah. <laughs> they spent some time with the, the uh, art, rolling it out, measuring it, deciding, um, thinking about how it would be, making sort of temporary plans about it. And then, as Esther was getting ready to leave, he said, by the way, I've decided I'm going to sell that to you. He said, it was a gift from me to my mother, and my mother has passed, and she's telling me I should sell it to you. <laughs> and Esther said, that's because my dead husband is your dead And some time went by as he was making 
about it. And, and then he calls her and says that he has someone who is doing the art and, and it will be ready on such and such a day. And so they make plans for the delivery of it. And Esther's really eager about it. And then the art is ready. And so he calls and says, can we put it off till next week? And Esther says, yes, that'd be really good. Fine with me. I'll be back. And so the day comes that he's delivering it. And Esther gets a text from her granddaughter that says, happy birthday, Grandma. And Esther thought, oh, my birthday. Well, Jerry and Esther never celebrated anything like that. They just celebrated every day. Jerry never bought Esther anything for her birthday or for any other day because he didn't want to be fulfilling an obligation. He wanted to always come from a sincere desire to do it. And it's just the relationship they had. And after five years of hating him on every holiday, <laughs> <laughs>
how till today it hasn't uh, sold or, or doing great for me as the, the new ones. Does my new energy or my current happiness affect those objects or paintings that yes. I did at that time? Yes. To change the, the yes. Yes. We want to talk about this a little bit because well, this is such a good conversation to have. Because what we're talking about is what current now vibration does even to the past. In other words, you change the past. That's right. As you stand here now, whether you are focused on the past, the present, or the future, you're doing it from now. And that was the whole point of our earlier conversation before you came forward to the hot seat. Is that that the the environment in which you are standing is more than what you have manifested. It's more than what you can see. It's so much more. So let's start this out just a little bit because there's some other questions that are popping up around the room around this that we want to satisfy as well. So let's say that you are, as you described, not in a good place. I was. I was. Now I am. So let's say that you were not in a good place at, at the point that you created something. So you have to understand what we were talking about before, that the more you know what you don't want, the more you're asking for what you do want. And that's why so many artists, whether it's music or, or <coughs> painting or sculpting, they sense that out of the pathos comes some of the greatest work. And so sometimes a heartbroken songwriter writes a, a hit, and it, it's not only because, it is a little bit because, but it's not only because there's a lot of heartbroken people out there that are resonating with a heartbroken song. It's not, it's not only that. It's that when you really know what you don't want, you really know what you do want, and so you really launch a strong rocket of desire. And that tension between, you see, it's like two ends of a stick. What is wanted is on one end, and the absence of what is wanted is on the other end. And it is that it is that contrast that is the life that you feel all the time. And so, even when you're feeling, here's another strong statement we want you to hear: when you are in that place that does not feel good, you are creating an equivalent other end of the stick. So. They are proportionate to one another. That's a sort of balance of life that a lot of people miss. In other words, we don't want you to feel miserable for long periods of time. We don't want you to feel miserable at all. But we do want you to know that when you feel negative emotions, you are doing good work. So let's say you're in a not good feeling place and, and, it, and it comes out in a dynamic way. Well, yes, what you put into that painting energetically matters a lot. But the person who is standing in the gallery looking at it, or in the in the place of purchasing it, looking at it, what how they're feeling at the time, they can be resonating with the pain that you were feeling, and that's why they want this painting. Or they can be resonating with what came from it. You see what we're getting at? And so don't worry about anything that you've created before, but it is important as you look at it now to appreciate it, to, to feel the, the realness. And so what we want you to hear from us is, we're going to speak this in terms that might be even easier for you all to hear. What we don't want you to hear from us, we 
don't want you to hear from us that if you painted it and you were in a bad place, then it no longer is of value in the world. Because that simply is not the case. Because it's full of, of all that you are, and the seeker of it will find the resonance with it. But as you stand in here now, feeling appreciation for the contrast that gave birth to that, you, you, we've not had this conversation before, and it is the conversation that we want so much to have. Because if this is a conversation of you feeling because you're not complete and never will be. I'm feeling mad at yourself or inconsequential or or not enough because you're standing currently in a place that is different than you want. We want you to understand that, that it's a good thing, not a bad thing, that you're having this experience of expansion with stronger. And so if we were to say to you that painting doesn't represent you now, and therefore it is of no value. That would be like saying to you, negative emotion is a bad thing, and we will, or that contrast is a bad thing. When the contrast is the stuff that all of evolution comes from. You see what we're getting at? At one time, you were two, and then you were three, and then you were four, and then you were five, and here you are now. And all that you have been is part of who you now are. And you don't want to diminish any of that, even though you are far more and far different now than you were then. All of that is part of who you now are. I just want to clarify that even because I created, they also evolved with me, with my new thinking and my new state of mind. Well, the, yes, but this is how. So let's say you painted something, and as people look at it, they think, well, you didn't get your paintbrush out again, and you haven't been touching it up. In other words, the paint dried, and or whatever, and there it is. It, it, it's as you left it. Well, nothing is as you left it, because as you think about it, it continu continues to vibration and evolve. And so the best thing that you can do for that painting, in terms of its acceptance into the world or whatever, is to appreciate it. But there's more that we want to say. Not just appreciate it for what it is. Appreciate what was happening that caused it to be. We want you to feel that way about every relationship that that tortured you. Everything. <laughs> we want you to feel that way about every wrongdoing you think you need forgiveness for. Your inner being will never offer you forgiveness because your inner being never condemned you to begin with. And so, as you are, that's worth thinking about, isn't it? So, as, so your appreciation of the object now is a benefit, yes. Not just because it, it makes it more findable by others who have an active vibration like it, but because you keep bringing yourself forward and everything in your experience, you can bring forward too. This, oh, you're leading us to something else that we've been wanting to say. We've been tiptoeing into this in the last gathering or so. This is a really good place for this conversation. So we've offered a lot of processes over time, and a lot of you have applied them. Esther 
apply to all of them and still apply to <coughs> because she's wanting to tune her vibrational frequency and, and when she feels negative emotions she wants she wants to clean up the vibration that she knows is the reason for that. She knows that negative emotion means that her inner being feels one way about something and she feels a different way about it. She wants to close that gap. She wants to see through the eyes of source, which is exactly the conversation that we're on here. And so there are processes like focus wheels or, or making this positive aspects or and if you want, we'll talk about some of those as we move forward through this day. But what we're saying to Esther these days, Esther is a master of deliberate creation. Esther who is very much aware of how she's feeling and, and doesn't take any vibration for granted. She wants to do something about it. She wants to be deliberate and not be a creator by default. We've been saying to her, getting out ahead of it is really what you're reaching for, which those are hard words to wrap your thoughts around. What do you mean getting out ahead of it? And what we mean by that is not waiting until life gives you something that you react to and then trying to get over the reaction. We mean tuning into source so that your action is inspired from that tuning. Is it, is it, in other words, the other day something happened that was unsettling to Esther. So she sat to do a process so she felt less unsettled. And she'd been doing some of those processes with a friend earlier, and she was sort of sick of this focus wheel process. Because it was it started to feel like trying too hard because it was trying too hard. And so she sort of set her book aside as if to say, enough of that. And then the thought came to her mind, if I were starting over with this with this relationship or with this, this big uh, piece of my life. I would completely starting over with it, knowing what I now know. If I were, what would I choose? And then the thought piled into her mind, more than if, since. Since right now I knew, this is what you're talking about. Since right now I am newly looking at this old painting. But since I'm newly doing it now, I knew, I am new now. I am new now, and if I'm, if I'm tuned in, tapped in, turned on, if I'm in love with life, if I'm in vibrational sync with who I really am, if, I, if I'm not trying to overcome resistance or mired in resistance, but if I'm jubilant and lighthearted and happy and pondering something. She recalled us saying so many times, maybe our most often offered phrase, one who's connected to source energy, or to the screen, or to the vortex. We have a lot of different stories that we may tell you about this, this way to describe this connection to your source, to who you really are. One who's connected to that is millions of times more powerful than one who is not. In other words, that's a leverage that we can't even find words in Esther's vocabulary to define accurately. In other words, tuning in is powerful, and for a few seconds, Esther felt that. She got a glimpse of what it feels like since I can be or do or have anything that I choose, what do I choose? Because, you know, almost none of you do it. Almost everyone says, since I choose that from where I am, then I've got to get over this and this and this and this and this. I've got to go back and repaint that painting, or I've got to go back and redo, I've got to go back and find <coughs> forgiveness with that. And all you do is get muddled in the mire of that. 
you, because it's attraction, attraction, attraction. There is no exclusion in this, in this universe. And so when you see yourself as something that needs improvement, and you push against the part that you're trying to improve, it doesn't diminish, it becomes more, and you take it with you into your now. And it muddles your ability, it stops your clarity of acknowledging the perfection of whatever it is that you're giving your attention to now. So we're also, are you with us? This yes. is a deep conversation. So also, it, it's, it's like the difference between trying to fix something that is broken and just finding something that is perfect and new. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. And you have the ability in every moment to, to go right to that clarity. And thank you for practice. Esther's still practicing every day. But the point that we made with her in that experience that she was living, what she took away from it, and therefore the analogy that we're offering to you here is don't try so hard. Don't work so hard. Don't, if we can get across to you, that in your living, you've created a vibrational reality that is real. And it is full of all that you've become, and that's calling you. And your inner being is standing there in that vibrational frequency, radiating such a signal, you call it inspiration, you feel it often you while you're doing your art. And as, as, as you acknowledge the existence of that vibration, and you seek to find it by seeking to feel it, which means you're, you're looking for feelings of clarity and feelings of happy and feelings of empowerment and feelings of elation and, and doing whatever you can to find that, then that is a faster way, a more effective way, and certainly a more enjoying the journey way of moving from the thought to the thing. Thoughts are turning to things constantly. And they are mimicking how you feel. And so what's manifesting is a good way to know what your vibrational offering is in. But an even better way is to know what your vibrational offering is. And getting out ahead of it means caring about how you feel, period. Not for the ulterior motive of feeling good so I can create better. Because did you hear just what happened? When I decide I want to feel good so that I can create better, what am I looking at? Worse. And what did I just introduce into the vibrational mix? Resistance. And so what did I just do to my receiving mode? Muted it. And so, so how do I feel? Not so good. Confusion rather than clarity. Um, so our encouragement, what we're really saying to you is, be nicer to you. Do more of the things that feel good to you. Stop sacrificing. Stop sacrificing. Stop feeling like i got to work hard in order to receive this. Instead, begin making declarative statements to yourself like this. I am an extension of source energy, and source energy is all over me. I'm an extension of source energy, and my source energy is reveling in what I have created as a result of my exposure to contrast. It's a wonderful thing where I stand, and it's a wonderful thing what I've created. And all I, all I want to do, all I need to do, all I want to do, all that's necessary, all that I want to do, is to follow my bliss. Follow <coughs> oh my bliss. That person's on me now, I don't feel like calling them. Don't 
it's been said that you know these these are the eyes of, of the earth. They all are uh, perceiving the universe around us. Is is that feeling in that state of flow? Does is that coming from being able to tap into that consciousness, all of those perspectives, yeah. and have an understanding of that? That's part of it. It's, it's when you feel like that, you are perceiving through the eyes of source. And but but we want to acknowledge that you are an extension of source. So when you tune to the frequency of who you really are, then you're seeing through the eyes of source, or better said, the vibration of source is seeing through your eyes. But, but the distinction is this, the vibration of source can see through your eyes all the time. It's your perceiving that that's happening that you're reaching for. Source never stops enjoying life through you. And when you're really enjoying life, then you're up to speed with the source who is enjoying life through you. That makes sense? It's the true, truest form of, of the word sympathy rather than sympathy being able to. You know what it is? It's an even better word. Compassion. When Jerry asked about that statue, they did not know that that was the goddess of compassion. <laughs> they didn't know. They just thought it was the right side. Because in that 
ability to, never mind what is in terms of already manifested, as instead he knew what is in terms of vibration, because he knew it so unequivocally, then he maintained that vibrational frequency, which is more powerful than millions who aren't, and therefore his power of influence was such that he could call you vibrationally upwards to that vibration. So the illness just could not abide in that vibration. There was no place for it. Illness bounces off of a vibration like that. And then he said, don't tell anybody about it. He said, it's all for and tell no one. But he knew, he had talked right back into it. That's not logical, you know. That's not logical. You, you must be confused. Can't, can't have been there for so long and all of a sudden it's gone. That's what they would say. And, and perhaps it would be back to that. Because you're under some influence. Are you under the influence of source? Are you under the influence of, of the stream of paranoia that humans contribute to every day? I guess that brings us back to the beginning, which is if we, we focus on what is and present ourselves. But the question is, what is, is? <laughs> we didn't mean that. We focus upon what is. Which is are we focusing on? Because as humans, want to, they want to focus upon what's manifested. And they want to call that what is. They want to call it present tense. We want to focus on what's vibrationally manifested. And we want to call that is. Humans, because they can't see that is, they can't see it or hear it or smell it or taste it or touch it yet, they want to call that future. We want to call that vibrational manifestation present. And we want to call what you're calling present past. And so, we kind of, kind of got to decide what is and where the dynamics are are in the in the moving energy. The the what is is like dumb and cheap playgrounds. There's a remnant and and you can maybe remember how sweet it once was, but it, what is you're kind of done with what is. All of life is on your way. That's the when it when it comes to the the, the manifesting of, of what's what is now, I guess. Um, I think when when other people are looking at a situation, they're looking at the what you would say is the past, they're looking at what they can see, what they can sense, and they're not they're not thinking about uh, that other that other realm that's manifest that's in that's changing. But we started with the word perspective. We like the word perspective because, because your life is as you perceive it to be. And our encouragement is that the more you lean in the direction of your broad perspective, then the more through that perspective you see, you see. And, and then there's more to see and more to feel and more to revel in. It, it's just a richer, more delicious life experience. Also, we would like to say that you really don't know what anyone else is perceiving in any moment in time. That's why when we talk about those piles, and then we ask, we just let it just be two piles, and we say, 
the two piles are under the influence of growth right now, in the moment, in this specific moment, or under the influence of something else. And the reason we say right now is because we want to acknowledge that even the best of you moves to a pile of piles, from under the influence of growth pile to under the influence of something else pile. But if you're sensitive to how you feel, then you've got a handle on that, and you just lean more and more in the direction of who you are. And the benefit of that is you just feel better for more of your moment, more of your life. The, the, it doesn't mean that you end up in a better place. It doesn't mean that you are that there's somebody keeping you track of which hours or minutes or seconds you're connected to the person which you are, or which there will later be a conversation had by somebody. There's nothing like that. It's just that that you are a joyful being who must be joyful. That's the way it's supposed to be. And so the best influences on your planet are little ones who, who still feel joyful, regardless of what's going on around them. And the animal kingdom, who are the most tuned in to source energy and are not so concerned about what humans think about them. Cats. 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 I don't have to put this into work. Um, I'm sure you understand, but it's is there is there a again words failing it's it's one of those things where when you're when you're let let's say that differently and then the words will come. It's not the words that fail you, it's that your vibration is out ahead of them. So you have knowledge that you have not coined the phrase for. You know stuff that you can't say. And the reason that you usually can't say it is because you don't think anybody's ready to hear it. Your perspective is trying to include how it will be heard rather than only what you know. And so, now we've had that conversation. Just focus upon the feeling of what you know and know that you're there reading of it. And we're certain the words will come to Can we say that, or can it be said, that the, the idea of the the law of attraction is to attract joy and to attract the feeling of well-being. You could say that, but we would say it a little bit differently. We would say that law of attraction attracts life into itself and that it is indiscriminate. But, the law of attraction inevitably leads to joy because joy is what's dominant. The law of attraction inevitably leads to love because love is what's dominant. And you can count on that. So it's not that law of attraction is skewed, it's that love is. It's that love and, and is what? <laughs> As you come, importantly, into this physical body, into this leading edge time and space, 
where contrast exists, and you find expansion as a result of that. Even though in the human form, it's possible to focus upon the lab-based part of that, that is, lack of consciousness around money, or lack of consciousness around time, or around love, or whatever. But source, which is dominant, never does that. Source always focuses upon the expansion of the idea. So when each and every one who is, is or ever has been or ever will be upon this planet reemerges in the non-physical, you leave behind all doubt and fear and worry, and only what we are working is who you are. And from that vantage point, you become that. So the dilution ratio of love versus hate is way more. We can't even find descriptive words to point out the the best that she can, the best that she's come up with is one whose connected stream is more powerful than millions who are not. But even that's not that's not proportionate. It, it, the, the proportion of love versus hate is is so enormously different that there aren't any words such as what you're talking about. Just can't define it accurately enough in a way that you can wrap your brain around it. But sometimes you can feel it. You feel the difference between love and hate. Hate suffocates you. Sucks the life right out of you. And love fills you up. You can feel the difference, whether you can speak it or not. Yeah. I don't think I have to leave the table. I don't think I have to leave the that your inner being has 
about the collective vortex that we have assembled. That, and so, so your inner being knows what's there and is eager about you witnessing the turning of that vibrational path into experiences and things and so forth. Could that be what ambition is? Could could you be trans when you take that that feeling, could that be what that is? Yes. So so now ask your question again, the line? The line of feeling that uh, that eagerness to go forward into any outcome that you want. Well but there was there was more to your question originally. But because the original question was laced with resistance. Yeah, how to uh, get fulfilling of this task in order to But what we're going to put to you, if you if you step back into a more solid place as you're asking the question and you realize where the feeling that that it's a feeling of eagerness, let's forget ambition for a moment, or call it ambition but mean eagerness. So the eagerness that your inner being has for your discovery of of what you've been asking for, Esther's wondered for a long time, wondered for a long time, she gets it now. Because we would say, the universe will surprise and delight you. And she would say, well, if I create my own reality, I get the delighted part, but I don't get the surprise part. Because if I create my own reality, shouldn't I going to be expecting it? And we say, you cannot possibly perceive the bigness and the allness and the fullness of the way the universe has orchestrated all of the pieces of what you've been asking for. It will surprise you. Because it's, it's bigger than your individual asking. The, the, the total of all that you've put there and, and the law of attraction effect on it has made it bigger and better than you perceived it as you piecemeal perceived. You, you get what we're talking about? It's like you're not that excited about flour, you're not that excited about eggs, and you're not that excited about popcorn, you're not that excited about that <laughs> And sometimes you don't know it until you get the cake in the mouth. And, and after you do that, you don't spend too much time, usually, trying to decipher what the <laughs> yes. Um, I also want to, uh, I kind of want to behave in certain ways, but sometimes it seems like it's just like I don't behave the way I want to behave. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
working in the frequency of who you are, then isn't it logical that all of those things that you described would be the natural byproduct of all of that? And that the timing, in other words, for you to be really clever, you're clever so much of the time, and no one is there. <laughs> Uh, this unreasonable expectation, and, and it kind of creates a, a route to be to 
when you accept the perfection of your incompletion, now you're rocking and rolling. So rather than call it not enough, let's just call it incomplete. And rather than calling it incomplete, let's just call you eternal. Because if you could be complete, you couldn't be eternal. If you could ever get it done, And so, don't you think it's time to embrace the incompletion that is you? We don't mean embrace it, we mean revel in it. Revel in the moreness that is coming. Revel in, revel in the knowing that this is great for right now. Oh, there's this. And then, oh, there's this. And then, oh, no, there's this. There's this vehicle. Yahoo! <laughs> really like it. The beer is this in two seconds. <laughs> then there's this one. And then there's this one, and then there's this one, and then there's this one. And there will always be another, and another, and another. And what trips you up is your comparison of your perspective with the perspective of others. There was something in the early part of your conversation where you're, you are a teacher, you are not lifter. You are, you, you want to, you want to assist others in reveling your life in the way that you do. But we, we want you to understand that all of them have an inner being who wants that too. And you don't have to assume the responsibility that their inner beings have for them. And, and the best that you can do is by acknowledging the existence of your inner being and doing your best to lean in the direction of that influence so that you set the example of joy that you are talking about. And setting the example of joy means never acknowledging someone who's joyless. Setting the example of joy Setting the example of connection means not pitying the poor or the sick. It means ex acknowledging it and, and knowing that in their living of it, they have asked for more, and then you just follow your inner being along the path to more of all that good stuff for them. Only look at what you want and don't present what makes you want what you want. Well said. Another word that is even more common than resentment is don't justify why you want it by convenience. If that's what humans mostly do. They, they want to justify why they want it by pointing out how unfair or how uncomfortable it is. And when, when you can let loose of that. And so, so now back to the thing that we were talking about, about really taking thoughts on. So what we're discussing here is How to, it's important to acknowledge that I am at a starting point. If there is more, and there is, that I am at a starting point. And it's also important to acknowledge that I got here from here, and I got here from here, and I got here from here, and I got here from here. In other words, here I am, and there's been a continuum, and here I am. And everything that led to where I now am was helpful and good, but not too helpful if I spend too much time looking in that direction. But acknowledging that, that all of that existed before this is logical on the continuum that is you. Does that make sense? Appreciating so, each chapter of the book to help how to reread each chapter. Well said. So, what we're talking about here is 
to acknowledge how I fit into this continuum without doing a disservice to myself in the process. So what humans often do is in their insecurities, they want to explain how they got here. But when you're tuned into source, you don't feel like sitting there. Do you feel the freedom in, in just being where you are and not feeling like you have to explain how you got there to anybody? Because how you got there is irrelevant. It's where you're going that's relevant. And where you are is a great place to be. And so, Esther was chewing on this in a really strong way, wanting to clean up her vibration. And suddenly it occurred to her, and you're talking about it here too, cleaning up vibrations brings to the discussion what needs to be cleaned up. So the never ending cycle. You can't get to the bottom of anything. That's why therapy goes on forever. <laughs> if we could zap you with something, we can. If we could zap you with something, it's not our job to zap you. If we could zap you with something, it would be a feeling of self-appreciation of right where I stand. Yeah. And so, there are two ways for us to get here. Only two ways. You choose. Lobotomy? Yeah. <laughs> or meditation. Because when you meditate, you quiet your mind. When you quiet your mind, you you don't bring all of that with you. You just you just exist in the vibrational frequency where your inner being dwells. And then you just you begin again. 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 Now, you want to ask this question. When you say you begin again, you begin again. Is your tendency to think of yourself as loser? Starting over, really? Or you feel like that never-ending eternal beat beginning again, beginning again, beginning again? Give yourself the permission to be this, this never-ending, always reaching wanting to be joyful being that you are. And while it is not possible to be in a time-space reality where there is absolute continuity between what you once were and where you now are. In other words, you've got calendars and pictures and Facebook <laughs> that will bring, bring you back. There, there, there is tremendous continuity for you to observe the evolution of your physical life experience. But the less you, less time you spend trying to define yourself or explain how you got to where you are, and the more instead that you just 
understand where you are, eager about where you're going, that's what we mean by getting out ahead of it. Eager about where you're going, with no explanation about how you got to where you are. And you know, this is going to help you. You sort of got that, didn't you? This is going to, this is the, this is what you're going to take home from that. Everything that you've lived is represented in your voice. Every, everything that you feel tempted to remember and justify, which holds you apart from the solutions you're looking for, is represented. In other words, when, when you were rude, you wanted to be nicer and nicer than your vortex. All of the things that you said you wanted to be, that, that absence of it, which is what made you want it, is all in the vortex. So you don't need to bring all that with you in an active way. It's already active, but it's the flip side of it that's active. Did you hear that? That is so huge. You don't have to, you, you're, say it in this way. We're talking this. Your vortex is the existence of everything that you felt that you needed to justify. Only there's no justification in it. Everything you want is in the Just take the time to connect to that It's all right there. But not as satisfying to you as you want it to be. This discussion will happen more. In other words, we've opened some doors into some new ways of looking at this. And the, the, the position that you all have been in since your willingness to play with us, this is the, the uh, sort of struggle that you've been living in. You're standing in a physical world and we're asking you to play like you're non-physical. You're standing in a world of manifestation and we're asking you to be vibrational. You've practiced seeing and hearing and smelling and tasting and touching, and we're asking you to look less and smell less and feel less and, and all that. We're asking you to do less of that and more, more emotional things. And so, so we're asking you to don a different perspective. We're asking you to, to be less physically oriented and more non-physically oriented, but just for a little while. We're not asking you to be non-physically oriented. You will be when you grow. We're not asking you to be non-physically oriented instead of physically oriented. We're just asking you to be a little more non-physically oriented because it will enhance your physical orientation. We're just asking you to, to lean in the direction of that, to feel more, and then look, to get tuned into source energy, and then to look into the beauty of your world. We never stop looking at the beauty of your world. We, we are not withdrawing our attention from your human physical experience, from this leading edge time and space reality. Our undivided attention is upon us, that we are vibrationally different as we look than most humans are. That's really the message that we're wanting to offer. And it's what you were asking for. I want to be more non-physical in my, while in my physical world, which many would think is impossible, but it is not only not impossible, it is exactly what you intended. You said, I will be the loving being that I am, expecting wonderful things from me and others, and I'm going to go play with others while we all do that together. 
You never thought that you would be hateful or mean. You never thought that you would feel stingy. You never thought you would have shortage consciousness. You never thought that you would see the abundance of the world as a finite pie where you're all squabbling over the crumbs of the pie. You always knew from your non-different perspective the expansive nature of this universe. And you knew that this universe, if this physical time space reality could inspire a desire within you, that that desire could manifest right before your eyes and before the eyes of others. Yeah. That's what you did.
And then you're feeling around that idea with, with the things of this time space reality that make sense to you. And then you witness that very thing taking form in a way that others will benefit by it. Inventors have been doing this for a long time. And you think they're rare, but you are equal in your inventing. You're inventing your own life experience. You're creating your own life experience. We were standing in your physical shoes, and we'd been listening in on this conversation that we've been having together today. And we were leaving this environment, and we were thinking, now what? We would say to ourselves, I'm not going to try to remember one thing that was said, because I got it on a vibrational level. And my inner being heard all of it, and my inner being knows how ready I am to consciously know it. And my inner being will guide me now to life experiences that will help me to remember what I just heard as sort of the best announcement of in this gathering. In other words, you are not ever going to be the same as a result of the resonance that you felt as we've been chewing here together today. You are vibrationally different, which means you are manifestationally different. The next thing that we would say as we walk out of this room is, I don't want to remember anything that happened in that room because trying to take the whole of that and put it into any kind of a format where I can explain it to somebody else is what the problems of the world are all about. <laughs> understood or to be got, to, to be understood or I want you to get. So if you go out into the world and there's somebody out there that knows you were in here with us, or out here with us, and they want to know what their takeaway from this is, if we were standing in your physical shoes, we'd say, I was just, something that I've sensed for a long time was confirmed to me. And that is that life is supposed to be fun. What else did you learn? Nothing. I'm trying too hard. There was some hinting around that 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 I'm not going to get it done. But mostly, what I got is that life is supposed to be fun. And and I, I have accepted that. And so I, I'm eager for the non-stop, never-ending, steady demonstration of this new knowledge that I'm going to take home today. So enjoy this and that. Um, we give you a business card, send me an email, and I send you a synopsis of these teachings, because they don't publish anymore. Satisfaction and
and even more important than that, you've tuned to us. So this co-creative dance that we are about is more emphatic now than usual. It's sort of like if you've ever had someone that you really care about make their transition, for a little while you can really feel their presence, they're closer to you, and all kinds of weird things happen that after a while don't happen so much because your focus is different. It's a little bit like that, in that we become vibrationally intertwined in a powerful way, which doesn't mean anything. We're not, we're not asking you to try to hold onto it because there'll be plenty of other things that will happen that, that then you'll hold the next vehicle, the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one. We're just saying it to you because we think if you were expecting the demonstration of it, you'll be more likely to see it, and it will be even more satisfying as you are witnessing it. When you go outside, outside's going to feel better than it's ever felt before. And when you get in your car, you're going to have a newfound appreciation for it. Really, you will. And traffic is going to feel different to you. And relationships that have been bothering you are not going to bother you so much. And the people that you love, you're going to feel such a strong feeling of love for them that they're going to worry about you just a little bit. <laughs> so take it easy. Have fun. And trust the process. And be playful. And ride alongside us, or us ride alongside you. Let's live happily ever after. And for now, we are. I just connected with another guy. I introduced them to Abraham 10 years ago. Oh, wow. So I want to send you uh, some information. <laughs> but it contains a summary of what this is. And it may help. So I'm going to send you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I just reconnected with this. 10 years ago, I introduced you to Abraham. <laughs> so cool.